0: Log Talk Radio. Well, ah. here we are on a, a lovely Tuesday, so that means, of course, it's time for drive to HR. Uh this is this is co-host number 1, Robin schooling along with co-host number 2, Mike Vandervoort. Hey Mike.
1: Hey Robin, how are you today?
0: I am very good. I am uh enjoying um a very unusual day of non-humidity in Baton Rouge. I don't know I don't know why, but I'm going to take it.
1: Yeah, there was uh, uh, we had a a we, were, we had rain all weekend and we're having a similar day It's sort of overcast, but it's very cool mm. And you're in Atlanta as well So I guess there must have been some weird weather pattern That sucked every, all the humidity out of the south We'll take it anytime yeah. we can get it, right? <laughs> exactly so, I see, This is probably I our, the, our
0: last here. hurrah until October <laughs> or so Yeah I think so Mm-mm-mm. Well, welcome everybody to uh, to Drive through HR We're going to have a we're gonna have a fun show today. We're gonna to talk about um you know, it's one of those um one of those topic areas where, you know, if we wanted to be cynical we could drink through it because it's it's one of those areas where um you know, we, we hear about it a lot, um, kinda of like, you know, millennials or engagement or something like that. But we're gonna talk about employer branding today with someone who is very, very well known, dare I say, one of the um, one of the OGs, perhaps in, uh, oh, in talent boy. branding. Hello, hello, James. James, well, Ellis I gotta,
2: I gotta go. Team. I can't, I can't do <laughs> that. I gotta go. It's been nice. Gotta go. Have everybody see everybody. Have a great lunch. Bye. Oh gee, oh my, no way. I am not an OG. I am, I am definitely not. I could name the OGs, and I am not on that list. Trust me. But thank you so much. That's a that's a deeply kind introduction.
0: Uh. <laughs> So, so, uh, because this is, of course, an h r show, we like to kick it off like a you know, kind of like a job interview. Um, and that is tell us a little bit about yourself. <laughs>
2: Tell our audience uh, so, about yourself. Yeah, story. the loaded question. The loaded question. I'm uh, yep. th- at my core, I'm a marketing agnostic. Uh, I am not a recruiter. I'm not an HR person. In fact, for the most part, I spend most of my life butting heads with HR because they do things differently than I do, and that's all for the best. <laughs> yep. Ultimately, we think differently. Um I always joke that my wife is very much a rules-driven person, most like much like most HR people, and we get along great. Um, except mm-hmm. when we don't, but that's, you know, that's to be expected. So I, I'm very much a, how do we break rules? How do we try to do things differently? How do we reinvent? How do we blow stuff up and, and try it again? And I always come in from a, a position of marketing and position and telling a story. And that's really what I do. And so I've done marketing for all sorts of things like nonprofits and state governments uh-huh. and software and, 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 and and marketing, pharmaceutical marketing. And I somehow landed in urban marketing and that to employ so everybody I get on this call I backed to it strangely I didn't expect I did not go to school for this because I don't think anybody does um, it's a yeah. roundabout journey I'm super thrilled to be here
0: awesome awesome and you just um you just i mean like hot off the wire
2: <laughs> just
0: started a new a new gig
2: yeah I just announced that I haven't started that. Yeah, I don't start for another two weeks, but I, I did ah, want okay. to announce because I did wanted to make some transition stuff. So I just started as director of employer brand at Universum, um, specifically to be the North America employer brand type person. Uh, Universum, to my mind, has always been one of those places I've looked at, going, man, they really have a lot of smart people, and they really think deeply about employer yeah. brands. So I am
1: yeah. beyond
2: pumped to be a part of this 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 journey. <laughs>
1: That, that That's fantastic, James. Congratulations. This is Michael. Oh, um, I don't believe we've ever had a chance to meet. Um, I was joking with Robin last night when she mentioned that you just started a new job and she thought it was yesterday. I said, great. Our first question can be, welcome to the show. Do you know where the bathrooms are? Yeah. That's, that, that's an adventure you still have to explore in a couple of that's, weeks. So. Yeah, exactly. That's
2: onboarding 101. Do you know where the coffee is? Do you know where the bathrooms are? <laughs>
1: Is that an important part of the employer
2: brand? or? <laughs> here's here's how I would put that. Everybody's sense of employer brand is different. Like what matters to you and what matters to me is different, and I can guarantee you where the coffee is deeply matters to me. That is, yeah. uh, I am powered by by full caffeine.
0: Amen.
2: Awesome. There you go. There so, you go. So,
0: so let me ask you a, a, a very elemental, basic employer brand 101 question. Okay. Uh, because our our listening audience, is, you know, runs the gamut. So we have, you know, HR practitioners of every stripe. We have folks that specialize in certain areas of HR and mm-hmm. have never, and probably never, will touch anything to do with with talent acquisition or recruiting, let alone branding. Um, what is employer branding?
2: I love and, this. And why this should is we the- care? Yeah, what is employer brand is the most important question because I think it's still too new a topic than people assume they know, and it kind of did that sexy period about two or three years ago when everybody's like, ooh, I've got to get mm-hmm. this employer brand, got to do that. Um, and I, I joke that anybody who tries to talk about employer brand without explaining it or defining it is obviously trying to sell you something, and I'm not here to sell anybody anything. I am here to say that employer brand is simply the idea of – An individual's perception about what it would be like to work at your company. That is the core of employer brand. Now, you aggregate that amongst everybody who might ever consider working for you, and that's your broader employer brand. So in the same way Mm -hmm. that you might like Apple or you might like Samsung or you might like Adidas or you might like Nike or whatever, your personal feeling on that brand is your personal feeling. And it's based on experiences and engagement and touch points. And, you know, uh, you, you like the customer service, you like the product, you saw some good things in the news, or you saw bad things in the news, and you get a perception of what it might be to work there. And that builds kind of like a bird's nest in your house, right? It's this you tiny little piece of news, tiny little interaction, tiny little experience, tiny little piece of news. Recruiter was a jerk. Recruiter was great. Whatever it is, you build this little nest about this company a cool company, or this company is a really horrible company. And that's what it is. That's an employer brand, and that's all it is It's projection. There's 18 to 20 million businesses in North America. An individual can't know and understand every single company. It's impossible. So what they're doing is kind of using clues, these contextual – like they're sniffing around the brand to say, look, they all seem to be saying the same thing. They all seem to have Mm -hmm. the exact same job postings, and they all seem to be using the exact same stock photography on their career site. Uh, They always seem to be using the same four ATSs. Uh, I can't tell the difference between one and another. What's the difference? And that's the that sniff test. What's it like to work there? And that is the interaction mm-hmm. with the recruiter. That is what you're saying. That is the stories you tell. That is what the employees seem to be talking about or what they care about. And that's what employer brand is. And ultimately, it matters because here's the core. Everybody in this who can hear me in the sound of my voice probably knows a teacher. And they probably know a really smart teacher. And they're not teaching because they got in it for the money they got in it because they love kids and they love making a yeah. difference in the world or that particular difference in the world could they quit tomorrow and find a job that pays twice as much probably and these people do it because they love it it's not the money it's because it's something they care about that is to say what you care about is your employee brand what you care about is am i doing it for the money am i doing it to save the world am i doing it to grow my skills am i doing it to be famous am i doing it to... what am i doing it for And the connection between what the company offers and rewards versus what you care about is where that intersection happens. That's where employer has real power. So if I were to say, hey, come be a teacher. You're going to make a lot of money. You're going to go, um, that doesn't seem right, and you'd be right. That would mm-hmm. be crazy. But I would also, if I were to say, hey, join this hedge fund. You'll save the world. Uh, that doesn't seem right. That's right. That's there. You're, <laughs> nobody joins a hedge fund to save the world. They do it to make a lot of money. Nobody joins yeah. a startup because they like the, the work-life balance. They do it because they want to work really hard and try to build something from scratch. There's a reason people show up, and the problem is – is that as talent gets harder and harder to come by, which I'm not the first person to, to point out, the money game isn't the issue. I mean, you, I can get a salary anywhere. You can get a salary anywhere. Anybody, everybody with any quality whatsoever can get a salary. What do you do beyond the salary? And that's where employer brand really lives. Is it going to be about we're going to teach you something, we're going to grow you, we're going to push you to perform, we're going to highlight you, we're going to surround you with a supportive team, we're going to support your ability to do amazing work, we're going to empower you, we're going to enable you? What the heck am I getting out of this job beyond the salary? Because the salary is now a given, and that's employer brand.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, Organizations um, are always, you know, at different points on sort of that journey of Mm. how they understand how they understand their brand, how they articulate it, how they share it out with candidates or with employees or whatever. Um, You know, one of the one of the things that just it just always makes me chuckle in in many ways, but I I kind of take great delight in pointing this out to my HR friends every now and again is um most organizations will start with very you know sort of their start of it is well, let's at least articulate our values and I think a lot of organizations sure. have probably always had values um I think every place I've ever worked, you know even years ago when you didn't talk about it all the time we we mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of times we have a set of values but um the <laughs> Most you know I'd say ninety percent of organizations their, value, their values are so interchangeable, everybody's got oh, the yeah. same thing
2: yeah service yeah. you
0: know service teamwork, communication, integrity Respect. you know everybody's got the same damn oh yeah thing and, yeah there's like and a list of, no of fifteen
2: of them, and you pick five yeah. Yeah. It's like, picking, you know, it's like there's nothing there's special no Yeah. Yeah. And there's, yeah, there's nothing authentic about it because every look, everybody kind of believes in respect and everybody kind of believes in the customer and everybody kind of believes in stuff. The question is about what do you believe? The question is, what would you effectively take a, a slap in the face for? What would you take a punch for? Mm. What would you be willing to work extra hard for? You know, the joke is mm you can do anything, you just can't do anything. And you do anything because you're willing to put more forward than anybody else. If you care about growing your skill set? Are you willing to take out a loan? Are you willing to, to work extra hard? Are you willing to do hour, work af- after hours? Are you willing to take a class on Or What are you willing to do? That's actually what you value, not what the poster yeah. on the wall says you do, not what the manual says you should. It's about what are you willing to put forth? What is what is the stuff you're willing to, to be, go beyond to find that edge for? And that's unfortunate because HR tends to shy away from that stuff. They say that's an outlier case mm-hmm. or that's unusual. Say, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no. Your DNA of an organization actually rewards certain things. What is it? Mm-hmm. If you can distill that and highlight that, and then surround it with stories that say we're not full of it, we really mean this. That's mm-hmm. the core of how you communicate the employer brand.
0: Mm-hmm. And I think part of that exercise also becomes, you know, inverting that and saying, Oh yeah, what are the things that we absolutely, um, you know, not only don't reward but we punish? What won't mm-hmm. we? Stand for, Um, uh, you know, because those are the things you want to make sure you're not putting out as you know. This is an authentic piece of who we are. I guess I see that a lot with the oh we're we're collaborative and we're great communicators, and then you're in that organization, and that's absolutely the last thing they are.
2: Yeah, it turns out that what they reward is the number one salesperson. Or did they collaborate? Exactly. I thought what you reward is what you care about. It's like what you know what what you measure is what matters. That's what matters. And so if you can't say if you don't reward literal collaboration, I mean like hand out money to people for doing amazing collaboration, even if it didn't lead to the greatest sales call, even if it didn't lead to the best product, what you reward is what you value. I mean I've worked in an organization and they talked about we're willing to push and we're willing to go the extra mile and we'll do whatever, and then it turns out when you do that, they also come back and say, yeah, but we're super nice to each other and we don't step on toes. Like okay well then you don't <laughs> reward pushing the boundary what you reward is not stepping on toes and not breaking the surface of the water and that of course turned out to not be what I do um, but that that was <laughs> unstated and that became the hey James sorry we can't give that promotion because you were you were too pushy and you were too demanding and you you went in, and you know you 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 went beyond what we expected to yeah. the lip service was about innovation the lip service was about pushing boundaries but in actuality what we really care about is you you know, it's consensus driven. Yeah. 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 And that's the trick is that, you know, you say it and you talk about it, but what does it matter? I mean, I always joke that a lot of employer brand is akin to like saying you're funny. Right? Unless I'm laughing, I don't think you're funny. And if you're, if I'm you're laughing, I can't help but laugh. You're a funny person. You're, a, you're an amusing person. You don't have to tell the story about that time you got drunk and you did that thing. You, yes, it's a killer story. I believe you. But generally, funny <laughs> people are just funny. People who are collaborative just, you know, collaborate. People who are very competitive are at their very cellular level, competitive and you can show that a million different ways. Whether you have a video on it and whether you paid fifteen grand for that video, whether you have a great glass door review or not, that has nothing to do with it. It's that's just a cool. means by which you get that core of your DNA out to slightly more people. And I always talk about the core of employer brand is not just to say, I understand what this business is about, because that would be insulting to people. I mean, let's talk about a big business or a small business. These are complicated organizations and complicated ideas. The goal of an employer brand person is to make someone walk and by go, huh, interesting, I didn't know that. Because once I hook you with an idea, Then I allow you to go figure it out for yourself. Go do the research. Go do the Glassdoor. Go do the Indeed. Go to the the blogs and the career sites and the places, and go look around. Go to uh, uh, LinkedIn and find out your friends who work there and ask good questions. But, uh-huh. and, but my, what I can do is I can shape that frame. I can say, "Look, we're all about competition. We're all about inclusiveness. Here's a reason why." And I make you go, "Oh, that's interesting. I want to learn more." You figured out for yourself. My job isn't to lead you down the path. My job is to give you a <clears throat> reason to get on the path in the first place.
1: hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, hey, James, I have a, I have another kind of basic question, and and I'm I, sometimes, I, I mean, I have a thought on this, even though I'm not really an employee branding person, but. It it sometimes seems like it's chicken or egg. Who actually owns the employee (laughs) brand in a company is 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 a large question.
2: Yeah, that is a huge question, and it's also a trick question because if, if we had a time machine and we could go back 10 years, the answer is recruiting probably owns it and probably owns it in conjunction with comms. But in the last 10 years, we've really realized that the power of an employer brand doesn't come from a team. The power of an employer brand comes from the company. And if you really start to embrace the idea that hiring is everybody's job, not just recruiters, not just sourcers, not just the hiring managers, but it's literally everybody's job. That's the leadership for giving resources and direction. It's facilities to make the building is clean. It's the interns for making sure they're doing good stuff. It's the hiring manager, Every piece of the company is in charge of hiring, and that means every piece of the company is in charge of the employer brand. an employer brand professional, my job is less to – Decide what the company's all about. It's more about distilling it and communicating it. It's like taking a PR agent for for a celebrity. If I tried to tell you Kim Kardashian is doing her doctorate in. In metaphysics, you'd be like, uh, that doesn't seem authentic, and you'd be right. I think that would be ludicrous, but if I said she's got a new line of shoes, I'm going to talk about this thing that Kim Kardashian certainly probably cares about, and I'm going to talk about why she cares about it, and I'm going to put it out there. I'm a press agent. I'm a PR person. It's something she already yeah. does. Same way for companies. If I try to tell you… You know, some sort of massive, I don't know, car company is a mover and a shaker, and they're super agile and super nimble, and they're trying new things. You're going to be like, yeah, it's a car company. I don't think that sounds right. You expect that from other kinds of companies. I have to distill what's already there and then connect it to the stories that are in reality that are not super ambitious or super aspirational, that this is really how people react. This is how people work together, and this is what happens if the company push that out. So employer brand is by everybody, you just kind of need a ringleader or maybe even a uh, conductor if you want to take the, the orchestra route to say, well, someone with a baton swings it, but you know, the person with a baton doesn't make it darn it. It's everybody in the orchestra who plays together, and you try to get the most out of that particular orchestra. If it's an orchestra of just drums, it's a very different sound and very different than what you can get out if it's all woodwinds. But if, you know, that's really your job is to say, what can I get out of this group? What is real? Mm-hmm. What is honest? How do I pull it out of them and put it out to the world?
1: Mm-hmm. And, so how do you, how? I... Go ahead. Oh, go ahead, Mike. Go ahead, Robin. I, I was just going to say uh, just a more kind of a, a more granular question. Uh, same version, I guess. Mm-hmm. In a, in a, say in a bigger company, mm-hmm. you know, like the brand marketing for, I don't know, Target, just to sure. grab a name. Sure how do you interface how, how does the employer brand interface with the company brand and yeah and like because people seem to be afraid of that sometimes and, oh absolutely or, yeah so anyway that that so like you know inside i how do you how do you work those angles and then robin sorry then you can jump to your question
2: yeah, that, that gets super complicated and really it gets down to the nitty-gritty of what the job is. So rec- uh, employer brand usually lives in the HR recruiting side of things because what they do is so directly connected to how recruiters work. However, they don't exist in a silo or a vacuum. You can't say, like Nordstrom's, everybody knows the Nordstrom's brand. It's all about service. It's all about making sure you go b- above and beyond and the extra mile and the extra mile and a half for the customer, you do whatever. If the employer brand tried to say, we're very work-life balance oriented, you'd go, wait, that, those two things don't seem to connect. If I'm willing to go above and beyond for the customer, that probably means a p- couple of extra hours in the day. That means probably not the greatest work-life balance. So there's a disconnect. So the employer brand has to live in a world that the consumer brand lives. And it's not a matter of which one wins. It's not about a competition. It's really about their different aspects of the same core idea. And that is, what is leadership choosing to focus on and what is the true DNA level mission and, and values of the company. From that simple core idea, all the other aspects of the brand you know, extend, and that includes investor relations, corporate, re- corporate brand, consumer brand, and employer brand. Think of it as if we care about X, how do you communicate it to the audience of buyers, an audience of investors, an audience of employees? How do you communicate that core idea? So if we go back to Nordstrom, it's all about we—it's above and beyond and super customer support. Okay, what does that matter to an investor? Well, you'd say, look, because we have the best in-class customer support, people come back. It's a loyalty-driven business. People know they can always find a safe haven here, that they're going to have the best shopping experience ever. Got it? Now I know why I invest. Hey, buyer because we care about our customers, because we go above and beyond, this is the place. Yes, there might be a premium, but it's worth it. You're worth it. That's the consumer brand. The employer brand might be, look, we care so much about our customers. We go above and beyond. We focus on them. It's not about us. It's not ego-driven. We find success when we do great work for our customers. Those are three very different aspects Hmm. of the same set of values. They should all be Absolutely working together. And I know that Harvard Business Review put out an article yesterday, the day before, talking about employer brand doesn't really matter because it's some, they may set up some straw man argument about employer brand is all about how to make be strong or how to be all about what the candidate cares about. No, it should connect very closely, very clearly Mm -hmm. to the values of the company, as should every aspect of the brand. If you try to tell me that Amazon's brand is how much they, I mean, you know what amazon is you 've seen it, and you 've seen how how they treat their employees, how they treat their consumers, how they treat their investors, all those things they treat them in a similar kind of vein there 's no outlier brand it 's all aligned, and why wouldn 't that be true for every company
0: mm-hmm. i can and I can They're, tell you where um, you know personally where I saw a disconnect with an organization hmm. that didn 't have those things aligned in my in my days in Gaming and hospitality, and I went into an organization, and so the the consumer brand, what was mm-hmm. being uh, you know put out for the uh, the guests and the players, here's why you should come, you know, was fun, mm-hmm. it's excitement, it's lights, it's bells, it's whistles, it's yay, it's a great time, there's music, there's singing, there's dancing, there's you know whatever. Yep. And unfortunately, the employer brand, if you will, um, tried to replicate that and it was mm-hmm. one of the the greatest when i walked in there it was immediately i mean literally within days struck me mm-hmm. as to what a disconnect that messaging was to candidates and employees because they were trying to replicate what the experience was for yeah. guests and the reality yeah. was no they are very different things so we changed all of our um all of our messaging all of our collateral we t- changed everything Around how we talked about the job, what we put on our career side, and it was, it, and we moved the language from "this is a fun place to work" because at the end of the mm-hmm, day, it wasn't mm-hmm. a fun place to work. Yeah, it was a job. It was a very hard yeah. job. No matter what your job was, it was very hard. But we were there to make it fun for others. So the sure. fun came not from the job, but the fun came from again connecting it to what we were there to do. Yeah. Um So yeah. Oh yeah. I I I saw oh. that. very clearly at that place.
2: Yeah. Well, the first lesson in marketing is you don't overpromise the easiest ad you can write in the world is click here for free pizza and beer. The trick is if I click there and I don't have fine pizza and beer, you've actually removed brand value. You've actually Mm. made everybody's life worse. Anybody can make, take the razzle dazzle of a casino or a gaming establishment or hospitality. There's so much sizzle and, you know, to that particular brand Grabbing it and just sticking on the employer brand is a mistake. You have to really connect it to what's the value you're trying to serve. Why does this organization exist? If we go back to like a Seth Godin mentality of a business exists to make a change in the universe, what is that change? That's the beginning of the conversation about what your values really are.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to do a real quick reset here because – Good Lord, people! We are down to just about five minutes left. Um, so I want <laughs> to, I want to give like a, a shout life. out. <laughs> I know a shout out and a thank you to Q, our sponsor. Um, so yay, Q for for sponsoring Drive Through HR. <laughs> and um, kind of one last question because I think we can use the last probably about three or so minutes to cover this. Um, we hear about, you know, obviously we know large enterprises. Mm -hmm. organizations um and uh, you know have entire branding departments for god's sakes Mm -hmm. um how does the what are some ways that the small mid-sized hr leader or recruitment leader on a budget or no budget um Mm -hmm. what are some things that they can do top top things that they should look at uh, kind of taking an employer branding journey
2: Absolutely. So, everybody knows that the second someone says employer brand, you should reach for your wallet and protect it at all costs. Uh, Employer (laughs) brand is expensive, right? Everybody knows that. It's incredibly expensive, except I ran the employer brand at Groupon for the first year and I spent $400. That's a public Fortune Mm. 1000 company, $400. And it's not because I didn't know how to spend money. I love money. Everybody loves money. What I focused on was what does this company have that's unique, what do I have access the most of and how do I connect the dots? So if I was working in a company that had a lot of consumer packaged goods, or they were pushing products out to a, on sh- store shelves, I'd figure out, how do I leverage the space on that box? What do I have access mm-hmm. to? What do I have the most of? If it was a tech company, it would be, what's the software? How do I, the loading screen, right, on this piece of software, how do mm-hmm. I insert a message on that thing I have access to? I'm a very MacGyver-focused type of person, right? So Whatever I have access to. If it's paper clips and duct tape, I will use them to make the rocket ship. For Groupon, mm-hmm. the answer was we had people. We had 6,000 people across 16 countries. We figured out if we leverage the people, we can let them tell their story. So what we did is we built a Google form that was free, and we asked Mm -hmm. 10 questions, and some of them were goofy, and some of them were deep, and we said, answer some questions. And we started with the people who had already done good work with us and had already been really good fans of what we were doing. I said, hey, thanks so much. Could you just fill this out, take 10 minutes? Some of them did it, some of them didn't, so they built their own level of involvement. When things came back that were good surveys, we asked them for some goofy pictures from their phone and slapped it up on the blog. The process, because we kind of planned it out, the process took us an hour's worth of work for every single profile we built. Now, Uh compare that to how long it normally takes most employer brand and most recruiting processes to build a profile of staff, which is once every month or once every quarter, and it just feels like a laborious process. We were grinding Uh by the time we were done. We put out 500 profiles, and we did it for effectively free. I say effectively wow. because we did end up spending $200 for stickers to say thank you to people who put out who did the you know who promoted stuff and you know by building a profile their coworkers went hey how do I get to be on that profile and yeah. their 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 bosses went hey can I reward somebody by asking them to fill out a profile and suddenly instead of get being the person who's pulling teeth desperate to have people tell my story and talk about what we do Suddenly, I flipped the script, and they were begging me to join wow. what we were doing, and that kind of built that snowball effect, and then they shared the, the, the profiles on their social media, and suddenly you're getting this huge extent, uh, reach extension. People were talking about it. People could see it, and then I gave it to recruiters and say, hey, instead of saying, hey, data scientist, do you want a job? Send that data scientist this profile of this other data scientist. You know, people they know. They will care. The language will be much more connected than you who are a generalist because you have to be. Um, Use that as bait to get them to engage, and then after you send them two or three, say, hey, would you like to join these people? One of them could be in your interview loop, and suddenly the conversation is radically different.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: So it's just it's just mm-hmm. focus on what do you have the most of, what's the story you want to tell, and don't try and spend much money. But, of course, once you do it, if you want to turn the volume up, yeah, that, that costs some money down the road, but start small. Yeah. Start focused.
0: Yeah. Oh, I love it. Love it. Well, we, um, we are near in the end, people. It's been fast and furious. So, um, James, let our listeners know where they can find you online, your various channels and Twitter and everything.
2: So many various. So I do a weekly podcast. So if you like the sound of my voice, have I got the podcast for you? Uh, it's called the Talent Cast. It's available anywhere you buy or buy where you get uh, podcasts. That's anywhere from Spotify, Apple, Google, whatever. Um, I'm on Twitter at the War for Talent. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. I do all the stuff you can. I am the, probably one of the easiest people to find online these days.
0: I think you are. I truly think you are. And, and I I have some experience in we'll, SEO, we'll connect up. That's yeah, right, exactly. exactly, exactly. Well, thank you so much, and um, have a lovely day, James, Mike.
2: Thank, thank na- you so next much. week,
0: same great. time, same day.
1: <laughs> Thanks for being on the show, James. We'll see you next week, Robin. Bye.
0: Okay, bye, everybody.
2: Bye.